All right, so um, that's what I've written down here, guys, is kicking back us into something that I'm calling the game right now. This is the game. This is the way I understand the way that I understand the way the game, the game of life currently is being played, especially as it relates to like my wealth. And what I want to invite everybody into is into a space. Run of this space is that um, I'm here sharing a viewpoint from my own personal experience of what I see and what I see is possible for the intention that I have in life. I mean, then the intention that I have in life is get to a place where I'm only thinking about money for money's sake for one hour a month. And that this is the big question. Big question is, is the rest of my life spent in creating whatever it is that I'm looking to create for the sake of saying that that is actually what life is supposed to be about for me. It could be like art, music, talking to help other people at my church, whatever those things are. But for the pure sake of managing like the responsibility of money, for that, that weight that we carry as leaders inside of our families or communities, or for even for ourselves inside of our relationships, that weight that we carry that drives us to this place, is there a way in which that we can reduce that part of our life and streamline that part of our life so that our life doesn't become about this response, the responsibility of that? The life can become about this other thing, which is about how do I live a great life? What does that mean to me? What do I want to be experiencing out of all of the experiences that I could choose today and rebalancing those? I don't know about you guys, but it's been my experience over the last 10 years of being in business and being an investor that most of my life has actually been focused inside of the responsibilities and trying to get better at the responsibilities of life and thinking that, well, the other, other parts of life are around the fringes. They're like the sprinkles to actually this huge amounts of stress and work that comes with it. Scott, so this is... Yeah. What do you mean by the response? I mean, I, I have a good idea of what you mean by that, but what do you mean by the responsibilities? Are like the responsibilities of being a business owner and employees and, you know, or, or what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, thanks for asking that question, Chris. And then this, is, this might be a, a radically different. Uh, it's good to define terms, right? Into it. So the best way I know to describe it is that um, is actually to take like a step back from from a lot of the study that I've been doing really intensively over the last six to eight months with you guys know like I've been living with like tribes down in Brazil trying to figure out like how do tribal people live and what does that mean what does it mean that they don't have psychiatrists that they have stable families that they don't have drug addictions they don't have like this stuff how are they living differently that allows them to be able to live this kind of way together, that they're connected to each other. They're producing art and music spontaneously is just a part of a way of living. And I've been studying with a lot of different people and trying to live in different areas to be able to get a context of saying like, what does actually good living really mean? Like the point of life can't possibly be to work for work's sake. It just can't. Why does there have to be a point? Well, the point of life might just be living. It might be as simple as that. And then the question becomes is what does living mean? And what does living well mean for you? 
And so life then becomes a self-directed inquiry of whatever you want it to be, right? To me, this is the most empowering thought because it doesn't mean I have to concede anything to anybody else, any other ideology, any other religion or anything, unless it's true for me. Because then if it's true for me, then it's me living inside of what's organically true for me. And that means that I'm living true to my own sense of what's important. It doesn't mean that it's always, always focused about me because what's important to me is also you. As people that I'm connected to. It's also my family because I love my family. Can you actually really imagine a time that you're not going to love your family? Well, of course. And what's important to you is the family, right? I, I see, I see what you're saying. If, if we're going to speak in these terms, I think you have to look at the, the United States in general and, and what it was built on. Um, you've got to look at the, the strong uh, influence of the Victorian area in Europe that uh, was really, I guess the core values were truthfulness, economization, duty, personal responsibility, and a strong work ethic. And I think that matriculates, you know, through, you know, I guess the, the goal in the area of people coming over to North America, I think, I think that those values still hold true in the United States as far as our work ethic goes and our economy goes, um, just kind of a theory that I have. So I think maybe that, that is what, I guess, is, is the backbone of that thought process in the United sure. States of 40 plus hours a week. And, and maybe when you go see those tribes in, in South America or what, that, that it's, it's a total different, you know, uh, perception of the world. It, it's a different, it's a different balance. Mm -hmm. It's not that anybody else in the world is really doing is playing any other game that we're playing. We're all playing one game as I see it. We're all playing the game of living. Now the question becomes inside of living, what's the balance between the pieces that we carry, right? And to your point, Mark, the balances that we carry up until of where they actually come, where they come from for us is driven by what our family, what our parents knew and what our society tells us, and maybe what our churches may tell us. And that this is really what's happening, that we're not unless we are conscientiously deciding what's the balance in our life. What we're really doing is living a program that other people taught us and that they taught us a program that served them, that they love us. And so because of their love for us, they tried to impart to us to say, this is the best way we know of living to minimize my suffering and give myself as much joy as I can in life. From whatever whatever context they might have, collect individually. That's our parents. Collectively, that's society, and then churches bring in like another aspect of saying, "Well, what's what's another concept of way that they're trying to grab to that?" And what I'm offering today is a, is a concept that says, "Well, perhaps there's a place that we come together as individuals to say, have I really tried to tackle that question for myself?'" And say, if I looked inside of myself organically what's true and be conscientious of like, is this really true for me or is it a, a program, a response that because I've gotten it, this beaten into my head from society, Instagram, social media, my parents, or whatever these things would be. Scott, 
Yeah, Paul. What about people who enjoy what they're doing? Beautiful. Uh, I think that scientists, my father was a scientist. He enjoyed solving problems, you know, figuring things out. Even in, back <clears> the <throat> day before he died, he was still talking about you know, how to solve things. And my own history is similar. Um, you know, you enjoy chewing on clients' problems. Um, and so and helping the people sort out a, a problem. So I don't know that it's programmed by some some you know social media thing about what I should be doing or not. It's just it's, in, it's very much inner driven and not very doesn't pay much attention to all that other. How how beautiful is that? And right? if I may be so bold, yeah, I, yeah, Connie, go ahead, jump in here. If I may be so bold to jump in, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is for us to be aware of what the social programming or conditioning might be and to step back from that, re-examine our lives, uh, considering that there are other ways of living and to make a conscious choice of how we are living. Because however you choose, like I work a W-2 job, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I love the work that I do. And of course I do investing, et cetera, on the side and have businesses on the side, but I'm not about to quit my W-2 job just because people sometimes make fun of it, right? <laughs> it's a conscious choice. So Scott, have I right. encapsulated what part of your message that you're trying to get across or do you have further refinements? I think that the, it comes into to this uh, place, right? It's exactly as like you said, Connie, right? Is that the first question is, is am I doing what I really want to be doing that's really true and organic for me, right? And Paul, to that point, that could be helping people as scientists. Connie, that could be working your W-2 job, right? What I'm advocating here is it's just to tee up a concept here. And I don't, I don't get too mired down because we could really, I could really spend weeks and months probably like hashing through all of the nuances to like, what is this kind of thing that I'm, uh, that I've been studying for the last, I don't know, maybe like 15 years of my life, but really deep into it. in like the last eight months as like an immersion, all I'm really offering right now is, is just this, this one simple idea, which is, is there a different balance, right? Is there a different balance for us to consider? as we reflect on ourselves as saying, what is the proper balance between, am I living true and organic to what's really true for me inside of what's happening inside of my life and making those choices that are really life fulfilling for me? Or do I feel like my life is really balanced inside of these things that I would call responsibilities, right? The responsibilities of things that I take up regardless of whether I want to do them or not, right? So sometimes like things can be like a little, can they can be both at the same time sometimes, right? Like sometimes Royal Legal Solutions for me, sometimes I'm inspired about like whatever it is that I'm creating. I get the opportunity to come in here and speak to everybody and share my truth about the way that I see the world and how I see a different future for myself that I'm trying to figure out and inviting everybody into a space to get help me with feedback about like, hey, is this really the best thinking uh, that I can have? about the way that I'm choosing to live my life. And if it is, um, great. Then I want to create a company that's about how can I create that for myself and help that create that for other people because it's the highest and best thing I can possibly think of to do with my time. That's an inspiring vision. It's an inspiring place of energy to like sit with. And 
it's also feels like a responsibility sometimes when I'm like, great, I got to go write ads. There's nothing more boring for me than trying to figure out how to write an ad and shoot an ad video into it. But it's what I do because it's part of like the way I take care of you guys, all of the clients, everybody that's inside of Royal Legal Solutions that works underneath my leadership or with me as a leadership, right? So these are responsibilities that I take on as a leader in my life with other people that are there, right? So it's like from this place in my mind, now that like I started to think about, well, what other places in my life do I just carry responsibilities that are like that? And one of the big ones actually happens to be money. That money in itself, when I look at it, I was like, I don't have an experience with money. Like I'm not Scrooge McDuck in it. I'm not like throwing money on my bed and rolling around and be like, this is a cool experience with money. You know, like money itself is doing anything. The money itself only provides me what I can tell is like a couple of things. It can help me um, enhance or open different experiences in life that are real, like going on a trip or going out to dinner or something like that, right? I need resources to be able to help facilitate and make that experience happen for me. And then the other thing it seems to do for me is provide me some amount of security, right? And it says, cool, this helps me feel safe, like the primal needs of like safety and security that come along with it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Then that money is actually not very interesting in and of itself, because all I'm really looking for is like a money to be able to give me an experience, but experience doesn't actually happen because of money. The experience actually just happens. I just happen to need some money. And then it also needs like safety and security. Well, how many times in my life have I actually not been safe and secure or haven't been able to figure out a way to be safe and secure? Okay, well then money, whatever amount of money is there is really just a, a decision that I made that I need so much money. So it helps me can, that I can feel this way and be like, okay, great. I'm not gonna have to probably deal with a bunch of problems of like, oh, sudden poverty, right? I don't wanna deal with sudden poverty. I don't want to deal with, you know, whatever, right? I don't want to invite that kind of experience in my life. So money's going to help protect me from that, protect me and my family from that. It's going to help smooth things out into it. But at the end of the day, it's not really a thing. It's just a facilitator to an experience that I'm trying to have in my life. So then the question turned into my mind. It says, well, then what I'm really actually looking for is a business that helps me to be able to create and whatever the things I want to create. It's not wrong to create money. Like the game of creating money could actually be fun and life-serving for you. If it's viewed and it's true for you, that it really is the most fun game for you to be playing. It could also be like one of the things that comes in and says that the money concept of the money then is to say, well, you could just view it as a way of saying, well, all I really need to do is protect it, be a good custodian of it and make sure it's working for me. so I have enough money so that way I can go create whatever the experiences that I want in life and have to get into that different place of it, right? And this is really like the way that I, I'm starting to see, I think, and I would like to just draw out for you guys, just a really simple diagram of how simple I think this actually really gets to. To say like, what could this actually be? And again, I'm still figuring all of this out for myself 
into it. So this is very much of a place where I'm looking to learn how other people are viewing this to be, to get, if, if you share the mindset that I do, that life is actually about experiences and it's about how do we enable the highest and best possible life experience based upon our own self-direction. I do like, we're going to be like in line about like, you know, where are we at from a mindset state? Because then I think this thing called like the game, the game as we play it, is that we're doing certain things to generate top line revenue. If we looked about it, like from a PL kind of point of view and like inside of the real estate game, this could be flips. This could be like your business. It could be like, whatever that's going to be. Can you guys kind of see that? Okay. I know I have, I have like the, the handwriting that's made for some type of uh, spy or something like that, that only like a coveted few can read. Um, so we have like this thing that says, okay, well, here's how we're making money. And it's through like our active businesses. This is typically where we're trading time for money here, like in this area of it. But this is typically where we're going to have the ROIs that are going to be the highest, right? Like if you run an active business, you're talking like you want to be making three to 400% on your capital as like in investing, you're making, you know, 20%, right? So these are your, your trading time for money that it comes in here. Then what we look for is to say, well, then I need protection, of the money that I make, because it's not actually what I make that matters. It's what, this is like the game of like, what can I keep? Right. And when you talk about keep, you're talking about protection. We are talking about protection. You're looking, okay, what are the risks that I can take off the table? This is lawsuits, taxes, really. These are like the big ones, right? Lawsuits are terrible because they can make you go to zero overnight. Right. They also like, they can threaten you in weird ways um, to be able to um, set you back. And then taxes are kind of like the slow bleed, right? They're the things that steal from, like where the government steals from us and, and takes from us. Depending upon um, what your political affiliation is, you can insert whatever word works for you on how you view taxes. So then we protect it. So now like my money is protected and I could have in here, like also this idea of like estate planning, right? Because this is like, all right, well, I want to make sure like my family is protected as well too, right? Like those, that concept could easily fall inside of like the protection piece of it. So then after, then the last piece is that I want to say, I want to do like my investments. And then at the end of this, this is where I have my life experience of whatever way it's going to be. So my life experiences um, are like whatever I choose them to be, right? I wake up every day and I can ask myself, like, what is it that I want to experience today into it? And if I want to experience something big, you know, great. I need to just decide. These are just decisions. Reflection and decisions are the way we get to the life experience. The big piece here that I see is inside of like the investing block. And it seems to me that there's like a few different ways we can approach investing. We can either do like self-investments, right? So this is like, if I'm going to go out and buy like some single family homes, or I'm going to do like some Airbnbs or something like that. But here... With, with I do self, what am I really doing is this is actually time plus money, right? It's not really truly passive anymore, right? I'm doing, I'm taking time away from experience because experience, the currency of experience is actually time more than it is money. So if I want the highest life experience with the most and diverse life experiences I can get to, I actually have to prioritize this resource called time and I just happen to need enough money. So this is a non-ideal investment set because I am making money, but I'm also bleeding a different resource at the same time that I need for the game of life to be optimized. The best thing that I can find 
Um, well, I'll say one other one is like businesses, right? Businesses are super hot to buy right now. But again, I think businesses actually get me into a time and money thing. No matter how good I get at business over a decade of studying and working at it the best I can, they, it seems to be that they always still need leadership at the top, right? And that leadership somehow always funnels up to me. And I, I don't know about you guys, but there's not, I can't actually let parts of my life that serve me not have my attention if they're not working as well as I think I need them to work because they're an extension of me, right? I'm involved in them. You know, it's not like I'm investing in a stock. It's that I own this business. I lead this business. Even if you have everybody else, you're still committing time and energy and thought into those businesses. So businesses also seem to be the same game that I'm playing. I'm still exchanging time for money into it. And it's not an ideal solution. The best I've been able to look at is the investor pipelines, my own investor pipelines and the investor groups um, that I'm a part of. And with these, what I'm finding right now is that there's all these syndication opportunities that are available that aren't as good as like when I self-invest or inside of like businesses that I'll buy and run. But in these syndication opportunities, it's very typical that like if I do like a buy and hold of pooled investments. So all, all the opportunities I'm looking at are saying, cool, these are like $50 million raises that we have a group that's all coming in together to be like one pooled investment so we can negotiate better terms inside of like this bigger raise. Um, and that the investments themselves then, um, and there's a group of seasoned investors that are coming into it. So these are like 20 to 23% IRRs um, with a 9% PREF and something like a five-year exit and something boring like self-storage units, for example, right? And then there's other things that are like, all right, cool. Well, that's that's for uh, storage. And then this would get me like a high net worth play. I get some cash flow, right? But I have like a high net worth play that I'm getting here that's going to exit for me in five years, which is going to help create some stability inside of my portfolio. Um, but let's say I need more cash flow. Well, then in my cash flow, then I would say, okay, well, I'm actually going to look at like my carbon capture syndication. Because my carbon capture syndication will pay me like 25% and just pure cash flow. But it only pays out for 12 years and then it expires, right? The investment itself like goes away, right? So it's like, well, it's not as good in terms of a long-term play like real estate. But if I push money into this, it's going to give me more cash flow in the short term. Do you have, do you get your principal back at the end of the 12 years? And, and the carbon capture stuff now, because it's actually like machinery that goes obsolete into it. Oh. Right. So that's why these types of investments, like their true ROI, I would need to like figure out. Yeah. It's like Leah, it's like oil and gas, right? These yeah. expire. What's cool about them is, you know, I'm not a W2 guy, but like these types of like, um, uh, like gas stations, carbon capture, these are all machinery-based um, investments. So they actually apply against W-2 income, but I'm a, a real estate professional. So it doesn't matter to me. Like I like the, um, I like the syndication works inside of self-storage because they give me like 180% bonus depreciation. So if I push $100,000 in there, I'm getting back $180,000 in tax write-offs. Same thing with the carbon capture. It's still the way that these are structured. You can also get the 180% bonus depreciation like in the way they work, but you don't get return of capital, right? But here I'm only getting 9% cash flow, whereas here I'm getting 25, but I don't get any big exit after five years. 
And so the way that I think that I'm seeing that for me to play the game here is that there's just a couple of things that I have to do. I think the first thing I have to do is I have to ask myself, how much money do I need for my lifestyle? And that the easier, the fastest way that I can say, hey, I can be out of the game of doing a bunch of trading time for money is actually just getting really clear on what does this number actually really need to be. So let's just say, for example, that's like 250K. Say, listen, 250K, if I can't figure out how to have the experiences I want on $250,000 a year, I'm pretty, I'm really far off on what I think like that needs to, <laughs> what kind of life experience I need. Because really, you just, if you really focus on experience, turns out you actually don't need a ton of money to be able to do with it. Like the, at least, at least that's the guys that I've talked to. The guys that I talked to, they're like, well, it's a hundred million dollars and I got a private jet. And I was like, well, is that much, that much better than renting a jet? And they're like, no, it's not that much better than renting a jet. I'm like, so what are you still doing trying to make more money? They're like, well, yeah, I'll get a nicer, bigger jet. And I was like, but you just told me that it didn't make much of a difference. And I'm like, well, cause I'm stuck. I like, you know, these are people that are trapped. Right. And the constant, like I have to No, they're either trapped or they just love making money and either, you know, which is fine. Right. We can never judge people by what they're doing. Cause it's about what they're doing it, what, from what place they're doing it from that matters really not what, what it is they're actually doing, but I digress. So if we actually said here is like, how much money do you need to make is like $250,000 a year. Then the question that I have next is like, I need net worth. My net worth then becomes like my, this is like a, another form of protection. Because with the net worth that I have here, if I have my real estate, my real estate net worth is like, if that's at 9% versus like oil and gas at 25, or I have um, debt and liquidity funds that are going to pay me something like 15%. That what I'm really doing is saying out of the $250,000 that I need to make each year to be able to have the, all the money I need, how much net worth do I need and how many buckets do I need to put it in to be able to diversify it, to make sure that I'm safe on money and I, my net worth, I want that net worth to be increasing over time because of inflation and other reasons. And it's going to give me this amount of cash flow. Scott. Yeah. This is Keith. Um, it's this is the most bizarre presentation I've heard um, so far, and I love it because I've actually done the exact same process uh, that you are going through right now because I'm at the retirement age, and it surprises me that you're going through this because I don't think you're at the retirement age, but it's a process that I'm having to figure out how to not trade my time for money because my time is not as, I don't have as much time as a lot of other people potentially. And so what I'm looking at is the multiple streams of income, which I always believed in and currently have. And then you start making those buckets produce the income that you need to do exactly what you're talking about. But I've always wanted to do that, but it hasn't been the right time because when you're younger, it's just not, you don't have enough and you're going to live a lot longer. But when you get to the point where you are at retirement age, you want to start thinking about those buckets because your time is more valuable than money. And you're right about having more money. I do know people with a lot of money and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're enjoying their life any more than, than I am. And I, I literally I'm, met a billionaire 
that said they were working 20 hours a week managing their money. I was like, oh, yeah. well, if you're not, if you're a billionaire, you're not free, then that's not the path to freedom. Right. Because I go ahead, go ahead, Keith. Yeah. I just wanted to share that with everybody real quick. Cause I blew my mind that like this, yeah. that could be the case. Well, well yeah. why Scott? I mean, maybe he just really enjoys, enjoys no, no. it. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was talking to her. It was a burden. It was the burden of like, oh, I have to do this into oh, it. Right. So, nice. so it's like, that's, that's the deal. Right. Is that I think what's really happens is that for most of the, most of the time. And, and Chris, I think you might be like an outlier. I think you're one of, you might be one of the guys that actually just loves the game of making money into it. Um, and that's at least that's the impression I get from you and tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, into it and, and into it. But there's this other place that I think that we're most people are trying to get to, which is, can I make enough money and have it motivated correctly in a way that somebody else really manages for me, but I maybe watch like an hour a month to go into the CPA meetings, watch what investments need to get to. And then all of a sudden, I don't have to worry about money anymore. And then from that place, we're able to reanalyze about what am I creating in my life, right? Correct. And then- and then whether we're entrepreneurs or we're at the end of our, our, our time, right? Not Keith, I don't want me to be so morbid, man. Tell you it's your end of your <laughs> it's time. It's not morbid. You know? It's <laughs> reality. It. It's, it's reality. <laughs> into it, right? But it's like, yeah. it's in the, let's say it's the last phase of our journey, right? Into it, right? It's the last phase of our journey. Here. We're all going to be there at some point, right? <laughs> Patrick's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> into it. Um, the, but regardless, right? From that place, then we actually are in a different, completely different mindset about yes. what's next for us in life. And if we're an entrepreneur, there we're an entrepreneur that's creating out of what's the most fun and exciting idea that I can do for myself and the world. But it's not like, hey, I need to do it because I need it to make money necessarily. It will make money, right? Because great ideas that you're passionate about will make money. And entrepreneurs, I'm saying man, if we could get there, you're going to be a more powerful entrepreneur. If you're trying to be a great father, then man, you're going to be a greater father when you're not having to think about like, well, I got to prioritize these money tasks. It's like, nope, it's always going to be my kids. They're really number one. It's not, oh, my kids, unless I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to provide for them, right? Because I'm not, I don't have to reprioritize safety, financial safety, or this idea of I need to be thinking about something else. I can be fully present was there. And if we're in the last phase of our journey here into it, it's, it's the same thing, right? How many people do we know that are in the last phase of the journey of their life where they're still obsessed about like what's going to happen with the money because the money hijacks our ability to be present and live life as it really is because we're saying, well, we can't overcome the animalistic drive that we might not be okay, that we won't have food, water, shelter into it. And we're really at the base of it. We're really afraid of that happening. And we don't want that to happen. So then it takes over all of our mind into it. And I think that like in my phrase of the journey, this is where I'm at right now. Why I want to share this conversation with everybody here today is that this is the vision that I hold for myself as I'm moving into a new place. As you guys know, like everything I've created inside of Royal Legal Solution, I created for me. I just happen to be able to offer it to everybody else. And this is the process of creating the company. So as we come into like here into 2023, working with Hitchum and other people that you guys are going to meet inside of the summit on day two into it, the, and, and we're going to hear Pete teaching about this in the summit as well too. It's about all of the strategic financial and investing planning that I've been able to get to so far. It's still a work in progress, right? I'm still learning. 
right? And I'm learning from you and I'm learning from everybody, all the smartest people I can find about what's the predictable system and process in which we can get to the endpoint that says, cool, I know I need exactly $1,627,000. And at that point, I can diversify it into my investments appropriately. It's going to kick me off the cash flow. And then I'm out of the out of the lack of money game. And now I'm into the, I'm totally fine game. What am I going to do from here? And it could be going out and creating more money because you might be a Chris Wheeler and just be like, holy shit, it's actually the most fun game I get to play. And it's, 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 I, love the, I love the scoreboard of money because it shows me where I'm effective and where all these amazing skills I'm doing. And Chris, I'm not calling you out on that. And it might not even be true for you. I don't know. I but, never said I never did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's not, it's not meant to be offensive because the idea is that if we can get to the place, even if it's incrementally get to the place where we're creating a life experience for us, that's actually driven by what the hell we really care about, then that's better. Otherwise and, life is not worth living. Yeah. It, it's just, we're still, it, and maybe that's the whole game. Maybe the whole game of life is incremental learning about like what helps us live a little bit better, right? Into what, what it is that we're doing, right? And all I'm offering to everybody is, is this time inside of like the summit, inside of this meeting here is the space to share with you about what's true for me into it. I hope that nobody hears us saying saying like anybody needs to be doing anything different. It's not a judgment of whatever you're deciding to do into it. And it really, it's just a pure invitation of sharing with you guys. of like, this is what's true for me. I'm working on this problem for myself and I'll be offering as I get it more dialed in into what we have going on. And currently we are offering, but in a very limited capacity, just for a few people that are really interested into it to start in how do we do this into it? Because in my mind, there's nothing more beautiful that I could create in the world than an opportunity where I could go to people and be like, listen, all you have to do is one thing. The only thing, the only problem I haven't solved for you right now is how do you run your business and make your money at the top line revenue? And then after that, we have systems, processes, and teams that take you through a standardized process that builds you a wealth building company that you're the CEO of, that we build and we manage for you. And all you have to do is come to a once monthly meeting to talk about your taxes to talk about your investing and what's coming up for you in the next month of your life. We talk about that for an hour and then you go live. Because I was like, holy shit, what happens if it's only an hour a month that we have to think about money? How much time and energy do we have to spend into our families and to the fun and recreation that we're having and to thinking about what do I want to experience in the last next? Reading books that we wouldn't always read. What if that's all totally possible? And all we have to do is just be a little bit more strategic about what it is we're doing. So that's the journey I'm inviting you guys on for everybody who's interested in, in joining me in that journey and figuring out what that could be like and how that can work and creating a company that's dedicated to that kind of vision because that's the life I want for myself. So I'm really freaking motivated. <laughs> to be able to do I'd it. be interested. And to, good, good. Well, if yep. you are interested <laughs> and you too. want to start, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation about this, the best thing to do, um, Keith, I invite you and everybody else to do this is just shoot me an email to Scott at royallegalsolutions.com. And um, then we'll work on, you know, get some time on the calendar and start to talk about, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a small group of us that's like, Hey, we really want to be part of helping create this kind of vision 
whether it's something you actually want to participate in or you're just really interested in how the heck that can work. And you might have some skills that say, hey, I want to help advise about how would we create something like this. I have the best ideas that I have right now, um, but I want to start helping. I'm already doing it for myself. So I'm happy to start helping other people like in a very limited capacity because I don't have a big process laid out, right? So it's a lot of me having to self-manage everything um, into it. Um, but this is where going. So I could help some people and would invite everybody else that wants to participate in how to build um, and has some experience with how to build something like this to uh, to come into that. Shoot me an email, scott at royallegalsolutions.com. Connie, Connie did you have something to, you to pop in? Thanks, Keith. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, brother Alex. We missed you. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's you come down. You come down from the mountain. Count me in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yes>. So funny. <laughs> I, I've got all this. I've got all these marbles on the table, and I got all these pieces on the puzzle. <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about. The challenge is playing with the marbles the right way or putting those pieces in the puzzle so I can form that picture and maybe have that fruit tree of life, right? That can bear fruit so I don't have to worry about because every single thing that we're involved in carries a lot of responsibility, right? I just it, need to it, get it, 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 it robs us of everything, right? It's not just the time we're spending in the office. It's the time I'm trying to go to bed at night, the time I'm spending with my family and my, my children, where I'm starting to think about the work things, the time I'm on vacation. These obsessions that we have, because the game is so complex, rule our minds. <laughs> and, it, and it's good, Scott, if you can talk to yourself, but it doesn't do you any good unless you have somebody else that can relate to this. And that's why the time that we spent together when we did the one-on-one, I find them extremely invaluable, right? Because I go through my routine, I go through my mantra, I go through my business, I'm aware of it. But life is so complicated, they come at you in many different ways and you deal with it, right? And so it's hard to get to that point. And it's quite a challenge. Like you said, it's always a work in progress, but count me in. Yeah, let's get it. Shoot, shoot over there. Keith, I, I noticed you laugh, man. I was wondering what, what is it that like made you burst out laughing right there? Because Scott, it's like you're reading a script from what I am thinking exactly the same. I mean, I relate to this conversation so well. <laughs> it's very weird <laughs> because cool. I'm considering getting rid of real estate that I currently own directly and looking at the syndication real estate because I need to let other people be the professionals and take the responsibility and have the sleepless nights and deal with the crazy politicians and deal with the crazy tenants that we currently have that are in, that are affecting my ability to earn money and eventually the, the value of my real estate. And so that keeps me up at night, believe it or not. That's right. I live in Los Angeles County, therefore I have problems. You're going to have problems into it. And, and I think yes. this is where like life becomes amazing. Keith is because I, I'm gonna Chris. I'm gonna use you as a symbol, and I, like I'm not picking on Chris today, but I'm using Chris as like a symbol of something, and to there too. But this is why we need tribes 
of like, and we need the Chris Wheelers of the world because there's a segment of people out there that just love looking at the economy and nerding out over every piece of due diligence and fighting about it internally about like, how safe is this thing really going to be and doing all this because they just love the game. And then the, the rest of us are just like, cool. If I could have a pool of you guys that love doing that and you can make great money doing that because I want you to be making great money doing that because that's what's going to drive you to do great work, then you're going to make sure I'm safe. Awesome. Because yeah. I'm actually just wanting this thing to exist. Right. See, like, there's a way in which we can all have a play together that there is no good and bad of where we all are. Whatever's true for you of where do you sit inside of the game of life, whether you're in the entrepreneurship side or you're at the last phase of your life where you just want freedom or you love the deal-making, there's a place for you inside of the ecosystem, right? And what I'm trying to do is attract of like, who are the absolute best people in the world I can find to create the system for myself and invite <laughs> others to that want to join me and how do we live a life that's like this to get to this other place? How do we do it together? Scott, can I uh, can I give you a little talk about yeah. why this is fascinating with me? Yeah. Uh, so I I worked, I like to say, for the man for for well over a decade, about a decade and a half. And in 2010, you know, I started my own company. And one of the big reasons and one of the big things that I did is when I started my business plan, I said that anything that I get involved with more than 90% of the work has to be done by other people. And I've really followed that mantra. And it's, it's why I'm able to invest in so many different places. And it's, it's by empowering other people. And if I'm going to be blunt, I'm, I'm paying for their time. And this is much of what, what you're saying is that surround yourself with other experts who know what they're doing and don't be afraid you know, to pay them for it. And you gain so much time in order to do this. And um, I am, I'm at this point now where, yeah, I do have a lot of freedom and time, but I could even have more. And, and more importantly, I really enjoy what I'm doing, but I also realize that there's gonna come a time in my life where I'm not gonna be as, you know, as you get older, as, as interested or, or capable. And I need to have all these mechanisms in place uh, and also to pass it on to my kids. And if it's all just me doing it, well, unless I really teach my kids exactly how to do it, and even if I do, everything's in so many different places, uh, it, it really makes sense to start tearing this even more to that passive side. So I, I agree with what you said. Beautiful, beautiful, man. I, I love to hear that, man. And I, I hold that, that vision for you about being able to find that right balance. As I guess you're moving through your own, your wealth creation journey and, and, and starting, starting to find the balance, like over time, instead of like, Hey, it's, it's all this way. And then it's all that way. Right. Is, is giving yourself time to be able to get acclimated with the new pace, right? Sharp changes in life. Sometimes are really abrupt for us. If we ease into different changes, that can be good. It can also be good to really think about like, what is the future my kids really want? What's the future I want to have for them? What kind of life do I really have for them? Maybe the kids like actually aren't that into like investing or aren't that into business, right? That is like, wow, you know, it, it could be that like my daughter just loves singing. Well, actually, I know she's never going to be on Broadway. In fact, I don't even want her to try to be on Broadway because for her to be on Broadway actually means like a ridiculous amount of suffering that has to come with it. But she just loves singing. So great. What I can do 
as a man or as a woman that's leading my family and building wealth here, I can create an opportunity in a way in which that empowers her to have the best life she can have because she wants to go singing. How can I help her do that? And remove the judgments of that has to be anything crazy. It just has to be living to the extent of what's true for us and the side of the extent of like, and from that place, life becomes beautiful, becomes pure. It becomes the things that when we see people, we say, wow, something's different about you. You have the sparkle in your eye. And I want that for myself. And I want that for your kids. And I want that for everybody's kids. I want that for all of us. I do too. I, I think we have to be careful though, as parents of removing all the struggle. Uh, I'm a true believer that struggling is part of the human existence and it's part of the human experience. And if there isn't an adequate amount of struggle in life, then you can't really enjoy as much. And it sounds very weird, but you cannot have pleasure without pain. You have to have something to compare it to. Uh, And that is a, I'm, I'm a firm, firm believer now. There's certain struggles, obviously. You don't want pain and, you know, like physical pain. I want them to have the the struggle of like having to work with people that want to sexually abuse them to think that they have to get to the top of where they want to go. I don't want them to have to like go with that, right? This is a reality, right? Of the concepts we talked about. I think what we're all, we would all agree on is the fact that life has struggles with it. We probably don't even have to try for life to have struggles with it. If you're running into the place that says, well, I gave them everything and now they're like complacent and playing video games, I would actually argue say that's actually their struggle. The struggle is they're actually not living life and that they now their struggle is how do I actually engage with life in a real way instead of falling into an addiction called I'm constantly distracted by video games or by drugs or alcohol, like all of these other things that come into it. But hundred percent, I agree with you, right? Struggles are going to happen in life. We want to empower people to come into struggles. We want people to push into the, where their challenges are, because that's where they're going to grow. And this actually comes from like inspiring each other and inspiring our kids with big vision, but what it is that you really want, what is your ideal life look like? How can you go out there and go to get it? And then the challenges and the struggles are going to hit them because creating your ideal life is hard into it because it's not hard just because of stuff on the outside. It's hard because all the stuff that's also on the inside that we have to deal with. What comes into that? But that's the only thing I would share about that. Of course, Chris, you're right. Of course, of course, we don't want to remove struggles from life. And the question is the way do we get there? And the way that I get there is say, hey, big vision, big vision about what's possible and go for it a thousand percent of whatever it's there. And then from today's talk, it's just, well, maybe the big vision doesn't always have to just be about money. And if we can solve this money thing, then we have just so much more energy to push into this other area into it. And how do we do that? 